name we pray amen church hallelujah hallelujah let's put our hand together for jesus how many of you want to dwell in the presence of god you want to dwell just wave your hand to the lord hallelujah the lord is good and now the time here is holy how many of you believe that here is holy this morning we want to hear before the message we hear a special number from a special family of god and with the choir uh, they will sing it to us here is holy then we will go into the message god bless you let's put our hand together for jesus once again Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of you know that you can find rest right here? Amen. Many of us could be physically drained, spiritually drained, mentally drained, but there is rest for you in your father's house. How many of you are excited about that? And... Uh, if you are excited about that, I just want you to have your seats, please. First of all, relax and enjoy God's presence and find rest in his presence. Amen. Lost in you, but found in your grace. Life's exhausting, so I'm slowing the pace so I can hear from you. Your word is enough. I put my trust in you. You are my 
Amen. Amen. Oh, now I hear you are hearing me. <laughs> Let's put our hand together for Jesus once again. It is always good to dwell in the presence of God. It is always good to know where God is. God is right here. And here is what? Here is holy. in our heart. We lift your name up, we glorify you, Lord. And as we go into your word this afternoon, we pray, Almighty God, you will dwell in us in the mighty name of Jesus. For us to continue to live, to dwell in your secret place, Lord, you will grant us that spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. We are using this period to pray for Brother Rajesh and family. They are not able to hear today because they were down with sickness. Lord, we believe right now they are also dwelling with you. We don't want to know what kind of ailment that is disturbing them. All we want to do is to command and set them free in the mighty name of Jesus. Their bloodstream, the water in their body, Lord, we want you to purify it in the mighty name of Jesus. Heal them and let them testify to your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Once again, Lord, as we go into your word, come and talk to us yourself in Jesus' name. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. This afternoon, uh, we'll be talking about the secret place of God. The secret place of God. The secret place of God might be something that we are thinking is something that uh, not everybody is aware of it. And when we refer to the secret place, we are referring to a specific location. If I'm telling you I have a secret place, you, what will come to your mindset is that oh, something somewhere is hiding things. God has a secret place. That is common to everybody. We all know that secret place. As we go into this world, you will understand more. God has a secret place. It commonly means a state of our soul in his relationship with God. The state of our soul with, in relationship with God. And who are these people that know this secret place? Who are these people? Psalm 25 verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he showed them his covenant. If you fear the Lord, you will know the secret place of God. 
Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalm 91. We'll be reading from verse 1 to 16. Psalm 91. I want you all to open your Bible. Safety of abiding in the presence of God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you under His feathers, under the wings he shall, you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor the destruction that lies waste in no day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you see and look, and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give, you, give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all his ways. In your hands shall he bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon a lion and a cobra. The young lion and the serpent shall trample un, you shall trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. And I will be with him in trouble. And I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is How the great is the beautiful place of God? Sister, go back to the beginning of the slide. How great is it to be in the secret place of God? We'll be analyzing what we've just read. Shortly, brethren, how valuable is the secret place of God? Psalm 91 that we have just read give us a good illustration of that value, of that secret place of God. This psalm is a relief and assurance to the children of God in all ages that as far as you remain in the presence of God, you are covered with his protection. Amen? Amen? So this psalm actually describes God's supreme protection for us, his people. That is, he will keep you from any forms of danger, any terror, either what you can see with your eyes or what you cannot see. He will keep you safe and sound. Whatever evil that surrounds you, he is giving you assurance that he will take care of you, he will keep you safe and sound. Now, talking about secret place, it means a place where somebody can hide something. It's a hideout. Most countries, they have a secret place. Some countries have secret service. That is not open to everybody. It is a place of protection. When we talk about this secret place, like I said earlier, when we see, when we hear the word secret, what comes to our mind is that it's not something that is open to everybody. But the secret place of God is known to everyone. 
According to this scripture we have read, that secret place, it is the presence of God. Even Satan knows this. He knows that the secret place is, the, is that presence of God. So it is not about being a secret itself. It is about a place that you must have something that will allow you to enter it. It's not somewhere you can just walk in. You must have pass to go there. If you haven't washed yourself by the blood of Jesus, it will be tough and difficult for you to enter that place. So you need to surrender your life. You need to give your life to Christ before you will have direct access to that secret place of God Almighty. So the secret place is a holy place, brethren. Like I said, you must be born again before you can have access to enter this particular place. Now, Psalm 24 says, ask a question in verse 3. Psalm 24 asks a question in verse 3. Say, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? You just stand the sound that right here is holy. Right there in your heart is what? Is holy. But you must allow it to be holy. And when this question was asked in Psalm 24 verse 3, say, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? An answer is provided in verse 4. He said, he who, have, who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. You are not deceiving yourself. You have access to that holy place. Those that fear the Lord and those that trusted in the Lord shall be hidden in the secret place of God. And that is what David said in Psalm 31, verse 19 to 20. Psalm 31, verse 19 to 20. Brother, are you there? Oh, how great is your goodness. How great is the goodness of God. Which you have laid for those who fear you. For those that fear him only. Which okay. you have prepared for those who trust in you. Again, for those that, you have, that have trusted, that have their trust in him. In the presence of the sons of men. That you don't hide your God. In the presence of man himself, you declare that you trust him. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. He is going to hide them. Hide you and me when we trust him in that secret place. From the plots of men, you shall keep them in the secret of, or in a pavilion for the strife of the tongue. Brethren, it's not everybody that la laugh at you or smile to you that love you. God is saying whatever plot they are doing is going to hide you in that secret place. Again, David said in Psalm 32 verse 7, he says, you are my hidden place. You shall preserve me from trouble. If you want God to preserve you from trouble, you need to trust God. You shall surround me with song of deliverance. That's what David is saying. Why can't you say that yourself? You need to prepare yourself. God is our hidden place, beloved brothers and sisters. Hold on to this. He is your hidden place. And when you dwell in that secret place, God is your protection. And when we dwell in that secret place, God is your shield. And he will protect you in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Now, sister, let's go back to the slide. The first slide, verse 1. He who dwell in the secret place of Mohai shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to notice something here. He who dwell, he who dwells. This gives the feeling that this chapter, next slide, is written to anyone that placed their trust in God. Is your trust in God? That is the question you begin to ask now. Or when you ask, you still have some doubt. So the first thing you must do before you can stay in secret place, you must take decision. The first thing, you have to take decision. Am I ready to dwell in the secret place or not? That is the decision you must take. God will not come and grab you and say, come, Francis, you must dwell in my secret place. It is you that have to take that decision. That, Lord, I want to dwell where? I can't hear that. In your secret place. God will never grab you. You yourself have to make that decision. And be ready and be prepared that, Lord, I want to dwell in your secret place. When we talk about the dwell, when brother brother was praying here, he mentioned that God should dwell in our heart. When we talk about dwell, dwell with God means you establish your relationship with him. You establish your relationship. He who dwell in the secret place of most high shall abide. You have to obey under the shadow of almighty. Do you notice the word dwell or the word abide? It means to rest. To rest under the shadow means defense. That's what it means, defense or protection. So when you know that you are covered by the shadow of almighty, you can rest, you can relax. Because no evil will come near you. Because you are under the cover of the shadow of God. Amen? But you need to examine yourself. If you really live under that protection of the Almighty. Once you make that decision to dwell in a secret place, God becomes your defense in everything. The moment you take that decision. So the question again is to ask yourself. Do I live under the protection of Almighty? Next slide, sister. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Look at the first three words there. I will say. Can you repeat that? I will say to the Lord, you are my shelter. Say that. I will say to the Lord, you are my stronghold. My protection. These are what the war refuge means. That is your, is your refuge. Again, do you notice the word fortress? Do you notice the word fortress? It means stronghold. In fact, in this area, particular area that we are in Oman, when you are entering the, from Matra side, you will see gate. Some other side also you see gate. In those days when we watch the film, we always see that in this area, they always have the city gate. That particular place is fortress. Before enemy could come, they already know. 
So the Lord is your stronghold. He is your fortress. So it means he is your stronghold. God is your defense. That is what I want you to reason with me. Your shadow and your stronghold. He is your shadow, he is your stronghold. How can you be defeated? Sickness cannot defeat you. Amen? When the children of Israel, when they left Egypt, you see, Moses was talking in Exodus 15 verse 3. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. That is the name of the Lord. He's going to defend you. He's going to be your stronghold. You shall fear no evil. People of God, you have to confess. You have to take decision that I want to abide in that secret of the Lord. That secret place of the Lord. Confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That gives you visa to dwell in that secret place. Then you will have the confidence to walk in. Next slide, sister. I will say to the Lord God, you are my stronghold. I will say to the Lord God, you are my God. I will say to the Lord God, you are the only one I trust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 3, next slide. Surely, he shall deliver you from the snare of fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Next slide. Here, the word deliver means rescue you. He's going to rescue you. Colossians 1, verse 13. Brother? He has delivered us from the powers of darkness and conveyed, and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Hallelujah. I think that is from uh, New King James Version. Okay. Let me read from uh, Colossians 1.13 NIV. For he has rescued us from the dominions of darkness and brought us into his kingdom of the sons he loves. Deliver there means rescue. Mathematically, deliver is got to rescue. But you must dwell in his place before he can rescue you. You must make that decision. Again, in that verse 3, do you notice the word fowler? For those that don't know, the fowler is a professional bird catcher. They know the trick. They will prepare uh, like uh, they have the, the bait to catch their prey. So a fowler trap bed. And what this one is saying metaphorically is that it represents that whatever plot that enemy is plotting against you, God is going to deliver you. Because sometimes Satan knows how to trap us. He knows what to debate that he will give us that we buy it. But the moment you surrender yourself, the moment you take decision to dwell in that secret place. Praise the Lord, that brother. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, if you dwell in the secret place of God, the foulers, devil, will not be able to trap you. He will deliver you. He will deliver you from the snare of fowler. And from the perilous pestilence, that is what he's going to do for your life. That is, whatever the plot against 
any of you to endanger your life, he will rescue you. Next slide. And if you are dwelling in the secret place of God, you will never get trapped. Satan knows the kind of bait, like I said earlier, to trap you. And that phrase, in that, in that verse 3, perilous pestilence, is the desire to cause calamity into your life, which God will never allow because he's going to deliver you. Amen? God is going to snatch us away from those things that cause harm to us. Why? Because we have taken decision to dwell in a secret place. Brother and sister, I'm telling you once again, if you are not dwelling in that secret place, you are exposing yourself to danger that fly by what time? By day and night. And that's what verse 5 is saying. We'll go back there later. Verse 4, next slide. He shall cover you with his feather. Another is wing. You shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Next slide. Here, cover you with his feather. That is protection. For those of us that grown up in, not in city, not in big city, in the villages, how many of you have seen the hen when they are going with their chicks? They cover them. They shield the, the little, little chicks. That is the kind of protection that God will give you with his big garment. He will shield you with his shadow. But condition is there. You have to dwell in a secret place. The hen I mentioned, if they are not close to the mother, the mother cannot shield them. You need to draw closer to God. Amen? Next slide. Yeah. Shall be your shield. This means the invisible armor of God shall cover you. That's what it means. That shield. The invisible armor of God will cover you in his secret place. It doesn't have to be the church here. If in your heart you already made that decision. And any evil is coming. God already seen that. His eyes is wider than the satellite that is the, 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 the technology they are using to monitor everything. His eyes can, is more than 360 degree camera. Brother, those in technology, they know what I'm talking about. It's more than that. He doesn't have to look back before he know what is happening. He will cover you with his shield. Amen? Now let's move to verse 5. 5 and 6 this time. Next slide. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by, by day, nor of the pestilence that walk in the darkness, nor of the destruction that laid waste at noonday. What is God saying here? Next slide, sister. God is empowering you with spiritual fearlessness. You will never be afraid. He's giving you that confidence. When you have that kind of confidence, you will walk boldly and nothing will harm you. Amen? 
Hallelujah, that sister. I pointed to this side. I hear from God bless you. Amen. Because I saw sister sleeping. So, when God says you shall not be afraid, he is not making recommendation. He is not suggesting. He is confirming. He is telling you never to be afraid. When you have the spiritual fearlessness, God is with you. Sometimes Satan wants to grab your emotion with fear and with so many other things. Believe me, brother, you are very close to that testimony. Amen? Amen? But you have to dwell in a secret place. So, God is saying, He's giving you that assurance. God said you have no reason or whatever to be afraid, to fear. You have no reason. Because he is your defense. So when you find yourself in a situation where fear begins to rise up, all you need to do is to shut it down. How will you shut it down? Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though, what? I shall fear no evil, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. Why? For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm, this book of Psalm is very, very detailed. You say, my father covers me. My father surrounds me. I will not fear, I will not be afraid. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the day that or not the arrow that flies by the day. This includes evil things that walk in darkness. It means it may be happening left and right. Remember when he talks about terror by night. He is talking about those things that come suddenly. It may not be at night per se. Something can just happen unexpectedly. That is what God is saying here. Sometimes Bad news comes. Something happened that you feel sad. You begin to shake. Where's the way out? These are the trap that Satan is using to trap us, to deny us of that value. But God is saying, don't be afraid. Don't fear because you dwell in the secret place of Almighty. That gives you the spiritual fearlessness. Let's move to the next um, Next uh, slide, sister. Next verse, verse 7 to 9. This particular area is talking about spiritual access. Let me read. A thousand may fall. Brother, I want you to read. A thousand may fall at your side. Sometimes you see them falling. Yes, what happened? And ten thousand at your right hand. Okay. But it shall not come near you. Okay. Only with your eyes you shall look. Ah, you become a spectator. Hmm. You begin to see the shame of your enemy. You become the spectator. Read on. And you shall see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. You see, the terms and conditions are always there. It's always there. Next slide, sister. This verse 8 is saying the righteous 
is only a spectator. Why? Because you have spiritual access to the Lord. You will not become a spectator. A spectator to what? A spectator to disaster because of the access to the Father. And verse 9 says something. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, mm. even the most high, your dwelling place. Mm. You need not to run from, uh, uh, from Sib to this place. Mm. You are running to the church. I want to be in the church because one evil is coming. Right in your heart, mm. God dwells there. Amen. Amen. So, because you have made decision, now I want you to think back at Genesis. The word because you have, that word also come up in, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 14. After the serpent seduced Adam and Eve, God says, so the Lord, I'm reading from three Genesis Genesis chapter 3 verse 14. So the Lord God said to serpent, because you have done this, the same word we are seeing here, because you have, you have made what? God, your dwelling place. You have taken that decision. So beloved, verse 9 is telling us that because we have decided to make the Lord our refuge. And look at what follows in the next chapter. Next slide, sister. We are talking about spiritual protection here. That is verse 10 to 13. That is confirming spiritual protection. Read, brother. No evil Ma shall befall you. Verse 10 only. Verse 10. Okay. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. A again, when you dwell in the secret place of the Almighty, you will not have to worry about the terror by night. You will not have to worry about evil catching you off guard. You will not need to worry about that. Why? God is your defense. is your shadow. Hallelujah. And if you dwell is in a secret place only. Hallelujah. The Baobab tree is a very big tree with branches. So many birds dwell there. If you don't move under the shadow, you will just remain in the sun. The tentacle of our God spread all over the world. You have to dwell in his presence. Verse 10 again says, No evil shall befall you, nor any plague come near you. Why? Why is he saying that? The next slide, sister, answer that. Verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. I like that. Amen. He shall give his angel charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Not just one way, all your ways. But you must dwell in that secret place of God. Let me just remind you of this quote. In the next few, two weeks to this time, we'll be talking about Easter. Satan quote this particular passage to Jesus Christ. He quoted that passage to Jesus do you think it applies to you today? Yes. It does. Next slide. Verse 12. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Yes. When Satan asked Jesus Christ to jump down, he was referring to this particular scripture. That the angel will come 
and lift you up. Jesus did not fall into the bait of Satan. You will never fall into his bait in Jesus' name. Amen. He will always protect you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Next slide, verse 13. You shall tread upon a lion and a cobra, and a young lion and a serpent you shall trample underfoot. That is the authority given to us Amen. through our Lord. That is authority. Amen. That you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall tramp underfoot. Okay? I don't know how many of you have seen lion before. Even if you have not seen it physically, maybe in zoo you have seen it. It's a very huge animal that has power. Now God is saying you will walk over it. Scorpion is a common thing. That you will walk over. They will not harm you. Why? Because you are dwelling where? Secret place. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Next slide, sister. Okay. Um, before that slide, verse 13 say, You shall tread upon the light. Okay, that's what happened. And this is the authority given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you read Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample, to trample on serpent and scorpion, and over all power of the enemy, and nothing by any means hurt you. That is because you are dwelling in the presence of God. Verse 14 to 15. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Here we are talking about spiritual fullness. Hallelujah. That is the promise. Mm. In this concept, the word set means to be attached to, mm. to bind oneself to it mm. because he has set his love upon me. Mm. I'm dwelling in his place because he loves me. Mm. Do you see him loving you too? Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, you don't, let, you don't let go. And that is what God is saying to you. Don't let me go. Attach yourself to me. Come to my presence. Dwell where I am in my presence. God is here. Amen. His presence is holy place. Amen. We had a beautiful song. Right here. Right here in your heart. God is there. Next slide, verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. This verse, God will deliver us when we set our love upon him. This verse says God will honor us when we set our love upon him. When we get to the point... That we are bound to him because we love him so much. He will always honor us. He will always honor us. When we pray, when we declare, he will answer us speedily because he loves us. He will honor you, he will not put you to shame. And God in his deepest love will always be with you. Whatever that is happening. You call upon him day or night, morning or evening. 
he will answer you. Even from your dream. You are dreaming. Something suddenly happened. You will shout, oh Jesus Christ. Because you are already dwelling in his place. In that secret place. The Holy Spirit will bring that defense to you. And you will shout it from your dream. And God will honor you. He will listen to you in Jesus' name. And finally, verse 16. Next slide, sister. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is spiritual revelation of what? Long life. God is telling you he's going to give you long life. Terms and conditions apply. Right? You must dwell in his place. You must not very far from him. Hallelujah. God is revealing to us that if you dwell in my secret place, I will grant you long life. And also show you his salvation. That is the promise. I want you to read that verse 16 again, brother. With long life will I satisfy you Mm. and show him my salvation. Our father is saying you desire long life, brothers and sisters. And what is this saying? He's saying there is no premature... Next slide. There is no premature death. That's what he's saying. Long life means no premature death. That is what he's saying. There is no... In the name of Jesus, no premature death. Are you with me? Next slide. I really want you to see long life. That we satisfy him. Let's turn to Isaiah 65. We are reading through verse uh, 20 to 22. Brother, read. Then they shall bring. 21st. 20. Yeah. Then they shall bring all your brethren for an offering to the Lord out of all nations, on horses and in chariots and in litters, on mules and on camels, to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. Verse 20. That's Isaiah 65. Babies will no longer die in infancy. And all people will live out of their lifespan. Those who live to be a hundred will be considered young. And die before that would be a sign that I will punish them. Now let me explain this quickly to us. He said, babies are not going to die. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. Can I hear amen to that? That is true for the old man also who has because he's saying those who live to be a hundred will be considered young. Hundred years will be what? Consider young. That in this day somebody is hundred. We say it's old. But because you dwell in the secret place, it remains that that particular that is that scripture is for the good news translation. So that means even the elderly one will not die at unripe age. That is the assurance because you dwell 
in the presence of God. Now let's read through 21 to 22. People will build houses and get to live in them. Can I hear me to that? Amen. They shall not be used by someone else. They will plant vineyards and enjoy the wine. It will not be drunken by others. Like trees, my people will live long lives. They will fully enjoy the things that they have worked for. People will build houses and get to live in them. They will not be used by someone else. They will plant vineyards and enjoy the wine. It will not be drunk by others. Like trees, my people will live long lives. They will fully enjoy the things they have worked for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very quickly because of our time. See, what this scripture is saying is that you are going to build your own house and you will live in them. Hallelujah. You are going to enjoy that access of inheritance. And you are going to plant and eat the fruit of your labor. Nobody will do that on your behalf. It's going to take out poverty in your life. No longer financial hardship. That's what he's saying for you. Why? Because you dwell in the secret place. For the fulfillment of the spiritual revelation, you have to make decision to dwell in the secret place of God Almighty. And how do you get to that secret place, brothers and sisters? This is but one secret to reach. The secret place of Most High. You need to seek Him. And when you seek Him, you will find Him. You need to knock. And when you knock, what will happen? The door will be open. You need to draw near to Him. And He will draw near to you. Above all, take a bold step and make decision. To dwell in the secret place of God Almighty. Next slide. He who dwell in the secret place of Most High shall abide under the shadow of Almighty. May God bless his message. Praise the Lord. That was wonderful encouragement by our pastor. And I picked four points as I round up. I will tell you what I picked. What I picked is where do you dwell? Don't tell me Rui or my Bella. Do you dwell in a secret place? Have you given your life to him? That's very most important. Who is born again here, please? Hallelujah. Everybody is born again. The second point I learned from the service is you need to live a holy life. Genesis 17, 1 says, B says, I am the God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. As we are already in a secret place, as Pastor Francis said, we're born again. We need to live a holy life. The third point I picked is that of assurance. Evil will be there. Am I correct? But the Lord is there 
with us. In my local Nigerian parlance, we'll say insurance cover you. Insurance cover you. So as you're going this week, whatever you're facing in your workplace, looking for a job, you go for an interview, you're covered. You're going for a visa issue, you're covered. The people that were prayed for, they're sick, they're covered. Because they're in the secret place of the Almighty. Now stand up on your feet, please, as we close our service. I want us to finish on that confidence note that wherever you're going, provided you're in the secret place of God, you're covered this week. That shall be your portion. That's the message pastor has said. This week shall be glorious because we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. The icing on the cake is what? The fourth point I learned. Long life he shall give me. Long life he shall give you. We're not talking of long life here. Forever you shall dwell in his presence. Forever you shall dwell in his presence. Can I have a big amen to that? Another big amen. Father Lord, we say thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you Lord because your word has come to us in due season. Thank you Lord because we're living here with the confidence that we're dwelling in your place Father Lord and we are covered in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for this chapter of Psalms 91 which gives us assurance. Lord I pray to every life that has come here downcasted but Father Lord with this word of encouragement we'll face tomorrow on a high with you Father Lord. Because you're there for us. Because we're born again and we're walking in holiness. Thank you, Lord, because you have guaranteed this. You said you're the God Almighty. That means all these promises are confirmed in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. We thank you for your servant, Pastor Francis. Thank you, Lord, because he has been able to open this message for us, Father Lord. In a special way that we have been able to take away. Lord, we say thank you. We ask that you continue to bless him. Bless the works of his hands, Father Lord. Lord, we ask that you can shall give him a fresh anointing, Father Lord. Give him more understanding, give him wisdom. Even in the places of leadership, you have kept him, Father Lord. Lord, he shall be the head and he shall not be the head. We ask that you bless his family also. His children that are not here, Father Lord. That these two shall be blessed and people shall bless them, Father Lord. Lord, as we depart here with these words, Father Lord, I pray shall we shall walk in confidence in you, Father Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. Lord, we ask that you'll be exalted. Lord, we also pray for our brothers, our cousins, as even they're going through the Ramadan period. Father Lord, I pray that they shall meet you during this fasting period, Father Lord. Appear to them. Appear to them, Father Lord. Minister to them, Father Lord that they will know you, Father Lord. This is our prayer. This is our heart's desire. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace and fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Our sister, please come to the top left side and you'll see our welcoming team will meet you there. So just wait five minutes.
over on your left side. God bless you.